This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn Sharmila and Sharad. First up this hour, a call for better cooperation in our country for the sake of political stability and a stronger Malaysia. And if that sounds like we're trying to pack a lot of ideals into, I mean, it is the first day of the year after all, it seems apropos. But I think this sense of having a set of ideals that we all aim for was something that was recently expressed in a letter that was posted on Malaysia Kini at the tail end of 2023. Yes, so the letter was a joint effort between a number of civil society organisations, individuals, and uh, it was initiated by Project Summer, or um, their longer version of their name, Project Stability and Accountability for Malaysia. And they essentially called for all institutions, organisations and individuals who love Malaysia to work together towards constitutional monarchy, parliamentary democracy, federalism and the rule of law. And it also called upon the government as well as the opposition to come together basically to negotiate a package of political reforms for the remaining term of uh, this parliament, which is until the uh, 18th of December 2027. Yeah, and so this comes out of uh, the reality that we have had in this country the last five years, I guess, uh, where we've had administrations that have lasted 22 months and then 17 months and then 15 months and and in just in the last couple of weeks, the buzz around what is now called the Dubai move, uh, we've seen the Prime Minister go around the country, especially to his colleagues in Sabah and Sarawak, to have their reassurance that they are still with him. And so because of that political reality, this talk is not just some sort of, you know, these are not just niceties. They are about the, the current political realities. So... It is, I think, just worth saying that among the signatories of the letter include our very own Sharad Kutten and Dashran <laughs> Johan and Malik Ali. I, I think just to say uh, that it's not as if... These aren't ideals that BFM doesn't stand for anyway, so I don't think it's a surprise to anybody, but I just don't want anyone to be surprised by the article when they see it, even when. Um, so these there are a number of things that... I think sound doable. Um, it's things like a fixed term parliament act, uh, the strengthening of parliament and state legislative assemblies, <coughs> rule of law, which include uh, long called for things like the separation of uh, public prosecution from the AGC, enhancing the independence of the MACC, and then decentralisation, which I think is a very broad, um, very broad conversation that requires more time. But the point is, there are very specific things that are being asked for by a lot of. Um, by a lot of groups and parties, and we're going to be speaking to somebody who is a part of that, uh, Niao Chao Ying, one of the conveners for Project Stability and Accountability for Malaysia, or Project Summer. But let us know, considering that this letter is asking for cooperation, is asking for stronger conversation, um, for that sense of openness, right, between the government and opposition, for there to be a sense of working together, we want to hear from you. What issues do you think the government and opposition should have a meaningful discussion on? What can they talk about? What can they work together on? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9. The business station.
It is 5.11 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn, Sharmila and Sharad. And together we are talking about a call for uh, more cooperation and for essentially institutions, organisations, individuals to work together towards constitutional monarchy, parliamentary democracy, federalism and the rule of law. So in other words, um, something that we hope the country is going to be working towards in this new year, as I tenuously tried to tie it to the fact that it's the first working day of the year. Um, let us know, what issues do you think the government and opposition should and can have a meaningful discussion on. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Speaking with us now, we have Niao Chaoying, the executive director of Berse. Chaoying, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Hello. Talk to yeah. us about what prompted the the letter and this specific call. Yeah, so this is this is actually a letter, um, a New Year message that we think it is timely, seeing the challenge ahead globally and also within Malaysia, to drive the conversations about institutional reform, the importance of institutional reform within a bigger narrative of uh, political stability and accountability. So as you can see, you know, um, the shadow of um, um, Sheraton move still lives on until today, where we are now talking about rumors about Dubai uh, move. Um, so it is important for us to now uh, put forth this um, um, statement, this message, a call to all Malaysians to seriously look at a few issues that should affirm our uh, basic fundamental principles of our democracy. So this is really the reasons why we started this, um, this initiative. So the call starts off by reminding us that we're not enemies of each other and that um, this sort of adversarial relationship could be turned into opportunities. So why was this an important aspect to highlight? How do you see this being reflected in governance and policymaking? Yes, um, so we, we see that um, hostility and in fact toxicity within the political parties and within our politics uh, has been um, a lot happening uh, in recent months and recent weeks. Um, we felt that if these things is not, it, it actually will divide the society even further. And if we don't look at it and we don't um, find a narrative to counter it, it will further polarize the society. And now uh, it is about time for us to come back to the drawing board and see what is the middle common ground that people can um, uh, agree on. And I think we have seen this happen, you know, turning adversary into opportunity in the MOU within the Ismail Saleh government and the PH opposition then, where we have seen reforms such as anti-hopping law and we have seen parliamentary reform being put forth and actually materialised. So it is important for us to continue that kind of conversation, continue to push for uh, those kind of opportunities so that we can foster a climate of trust and accountability within the society and we don't want Malaysians to become even a more polarised uh, 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 society and polarised uh, politics. Uh, as we can see what's happening over in the whole world, you know, the threat to democracy, it is important for us to bring back that conversation on how we can protect and sustain democracy and ensure that it will not regress but progress. So, yeah, so, so, so that is why uh, it is important for us to, you know, talk about the opportunity instead of uh, focusing on the hostilities and the differences. 
Charming, it's very interesting. Before we get into the details of it, and it's actually quite a complex statement uh, from what I've read, um, could you tell us who supports this? Is it just NGOs and, and these individuals? And does it have a larger resonance? And, or are you working for towards that? Yeah, so um, uh, as I say, the purpose of this uh, message is to really build a respectful and principled middle ground voices on this important reform, you know, constitutional monarch, parliamentary democracy, rule of law and federalism. And we, we are really humbled that within a short period of time, we actually managed to get uh, quite a wide range of uh, NGOs supporting the statement, supporting the message. And also we have former judges, uh, parliamentary speaker, we have former bar presidents, uh, some key opinion leader and academicians. Altogether, I think 52 individuals and um, more than t uh, 30 uh, NGO. And it is really a short span of time uh, that we managed to garner this. Uh, I think uh, it is a yardstick for us to know that um, actually uh, Malaysians from all walks of life are, re are really hoping to see a better Malaysia, uh, are really hoping to see a more uh, democratic institutions, less uh, political interference in our government. And, uh, and we, we are hoping to, in fact, um, continue to broaden that base, uh, talk to even the conservative, the middle ground, and, you know, um, suggesting a more pragmatic approach on reform so that it is acceptable, adaptable, and, you know, we, we put everybody back to the middle ground and talk about reform and move forward our democracy. So let's break down some of these reforms, right? Because there are four institutional reforms that are being asked for, one of them being political stability in the form of a fixed-term Parliament Act, which would mean a confirmatory vote of confidence uh, for every new PM after yeah. their appointment. Uh, can you talk to us about why this is important? Yeah, um, so democracy is, is, first of all, we need to elect the government uh, through a periodical elections, a free and fair elections. People make their choice. And after we make the choice, I think it is, we, we should not forget that it is just done. Uh, we need to make sure that the choice, the people's choice, the democracy is, uh, is uphold, uh, is, is maintained, is sustained. So, um, and we, we've seen Sheraton move. We have seen, in fact, many state government before that being um, toppled because of uh, uh, midterm, before the terms end, and because of all the the anti-hopping uh, of the hopping of political party and uh, support of affiliation. So I think we, we we want to stop that because these because the destabilized politics uh, has a, a profound consequences and implications enormously in terms of the way of life and you know how our economy is run the the consistency and perpetuity of some of the uh, policies that we have. So I think. We, we, we want to have a mechanism to really stop that from happening. And we, we want to make sure that uh, people's choice are, are, are respected until the end, until the next uh, elections that come. And I think um, in terms of the confirmatory work of confidence, um, our party, our, our, I mean, our system is, is a fusion, right? We have our, we, we choose our member of parliament who are sitting in the legislature. And then from there, we choose the executive and the prime minister. And the prime minister is by vote of majority confidence. So how, how we, we, we want to make sure that there is a mechanism within the parliament uh, 
for, for this confirmatory votes because uh, otherwise there will be um, situation like Sheridan moves, situations like um, who who has the majority, who determine the majority, and and if we don't have the majority, and this you know you, you won't even know whether there is a majority or not. So uh, it, having a mechanism within the parliament itself, which is the people's representation, uh, is important. To, to sustain and strengthen and, and maintain our democracy. So this is the, 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 the idea behind it, uh, be, be behind this, uh, institu- this, this reform. Another aspect that was being called for is for the strengthening of um, parliament and state legislative assemblies and political parties. So talk to us about what this would involve. Yeah, so um, I think we cannot run away from political parties. Political parties are the tools where they gathered all like-minded peoples together and organized themselves. So I, I don't think in a democracy we can run away from political party. But I think in terms of the reform of the political parties in Malaysia, there are a, a lot more to do and a lot more things that we had to talk about. Uh, but in terms of the reform of the parliamentary and the le- uh, parliamentary reform and the legislative assembly reform, I think um, the conversation on this has been happening uh, for the past few years. I think, uh, especially since Sheraton move, uh, first off is of course the the vote of confidence uh, and in the parliament that something that we need to really look into. But other than that, we also need to make sure that the parliament. Uh, play its role uh, for the opposition, their role as a check and balance, an effective check and balance, uh, and also the uh, government back lectures playing a role in the parliament. So um, so that's why there's a, a number of reforms that was actually put forward by a number of uh, institutions, uh, uh, sorry, civil society. For example, the Parliamentary Services Act, where uh, the, the, the resources the autonomy and the resources has to be given back to the parliament and not in the hands of the executive. And we talk about more parliamentary select committee. I think this is uh, also very relevant in relation to your questions, number one, where how we can uh, see the governance and policy making in terms of highlighting the opportunity. And this is the parliamentary select committee. You know, the MPs in the Daiwan um, when we see it on the televisions, they you know debate, they shout at each other. But the real work lies in the parliamentary select committee because not all member of parliament are experts in every area, in every debate. So the the law, the policy uh, making is actually more concentrated on the parliamentary select committee, and that is where they can actually call for um, expert opinion. They can consult with civil society, and also it is a very good platform to forge consensus between different political parties. And that is where the opportunity uh, comes in for the opposition to also play a role in uh, nation building, in policy making. So this is important, and this is an important reform that uh, we, we, should, we should really push for. Of course, we talk about non-government business time, recognition of shadow cabinet, uh, because, well, instead of like thinking how we can topple the government, the oppositions can actually play an effective role as the oppositions uh, if they have a portfolio of uh, ca- uh, shadow cabinets, they are being resourced um, 
uh, to come up with alternative policy. So, 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 and and also the equitable constituency development fund. We see all this as the um, carrot and or the reason for uh, um, an MP to 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 jump. Uh, so it is important for us to deal with the root cause uh, of of all these political instabilities. So strengthening parliamentary uh, democracy is important, uh, important institutional reforms that we must uh, look into. Well, the other uh, issues mentioned in the letter include the functions of the public prosecution, uh, sorry, yeah. uh, of, of kind of separating that from the AG's chambers and enhancing the independence of the MACC. The question, I yeah. guess, at the end of the day, you know, really is whether <laughs> this government or any government really has the political will to move on these re- reforms and does it have bipartisan support? Yeah, I think this is really an issue of uh, rule of law. I think the problems that we have is that the Prime Minister has such a uh, vast power in appointing the major, uh, I mean, the AGC, uh, the the MACC chief and, and all this. So we, and of course we know that the constitution says that it is by Agong, but it's on the advice of the Prime Ministers. And we really don't want all these institutions that um, that is passed and be responsible of upholding the rule of law, uh, be in the hands of the the executive and this is a fundamental issues that we have to deal with. I think uh, calling for the separations uh, to me. I think we have uh, at the moment uh, since this government also have already set up this uh, task force in the prime minister department to look into the separation of AGC. I think uh, it has the bipartisan support um, and. Uh, and I hope that it can it can materialize within a short time uh, time frame because um, the issue and the 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 the, um, the accusations of political uh, selective prosecutions on impunities all this really lie on the fundamental issues of the appointments of the AGC who is also the um, public prosecutors who hold the absolute discretion power of whether to initiate or not to initiate. And with this not separated and with the appointment of the important positions not uh, decoupling from the Prime Minister's power, it, it is inevitable that people will have the interference, or, uh, the inference, you know, the implications that, that, that the Prime Minister has a hand in all these things. You know. so, so upholding the rule of law is, is, is very important, uh, whether, whether about the, the, the whole governance and also to encourage uh, foreign investment as well to, to our economy as well. We have a couple of minutes left with you. Um, in closing, the letter yeah. is also calling for a whole of Malaysia conversation between the federal government, the regional governments of Sabah and Sarawak and the 11 state governments of the peninsula to have a planned decentralisation roadmap which would involve MA63 being the central guiding document. What would this look like and what would it mean for regional governments to have more autonomy, more of a voice? Yeah, I think this is uh, it's really a bigger uh, reform, uh, longer-term reform. But the idea is really to deconcentrate the power in the federal and uh, make it more centralized, uh, decentralized to the states and the regions. Uh, what it will look like is that you know states 
within state, they will have healthy competitions, better policies and better efficiency. And this is what we are looking at as well. So even with the decentralizations of the power, I think um, local government elections and all these issues, uh, these conversations can come in place as well. Um, yeah, so this, this is this is a longer term conversation that we really wanted uh, to put forward. Chow Ying, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. That was Ngao Chow Ying, one of the conveners for Project Stability and Accountability for Malaysia, or Project Summer, talking to us about a letter that was issued recently um, that was convened by Project Summer and calling for a number of things that we discussed, um, including, of course, constitutional monarchy, parliamentary democracy, federalism and the rule of law. We are asking you for your thoughts. What issues can the government and opposition have a meaningful discussion on? What can they work together on? You can call us, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.